Right now, it's time to talk tech, and Carmi Levy, our tech expert, is here. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Great to be with you. So I don't know if this is going to amount to anything, but tech giants are making a pledge to fight election-related deepfakes. I just think the digital horse is out of the barn. Oh, it is. And uh, it's it's probably about three counties over by now. But they were all together at the Munich, Munich Security Conference in Germany last week. Uh, Microsoft, Meta, Google, Amazon, Adobe, IBM, they all signed uh, a framework uh, that will essentially voluntarily uh, have them work together uh, to come up with techniques, best practices, technologies, approaches, frameworks uh, to combat AI-generated deepfakes, particularly around elections, knowing full well that uh, close to half of the world's population is going uh, to the polls over this year and next. Uh, so, you know, they recognize that this is a clear and present danger. They're going to work together to make this happen. This isn't a law. Nobody's required to be there. It doesn't involve the entire industry, some key companies, uh, but not everyone. And so if someone decides to take take their ball and go home, uh, there isn't anything that stops them and there will be no punishment. But, you know, as far as these things go, it's a start. We should applaud them. But, you know, we're nowhere near the finish line here at, at any point. Okay, tell me about this uh, business with Sora, because if it's what I think it is, I was looking at some of this video yesterday. There was a video of a woman cooking and smiling at the camera, and it looked completely believable. Then there was video of a Dalmatian uh, in a window in what looked to be a very bucolic town. All of it fake, all of it AI. Yeah, so Sora is what's known as a text-to-video AI model or a video generator. Basically, it's sort of the it's the next major tool from OpenAI. They, of course, brought us ChatGPT. You type out what you want that video to look like. It will then generate a, an up to sixty-second video of such incredible fidelity that you swear it's real. Uh, there have been other video generator apps available, but the, the the quality on this one is almost impossible to discern from reality. And that's what's terrifying is that this is kind of like AI's oh my God moment because we are rapidly approaching the point where uh, that line between reality and artificial intelligence is being blurred. And this tool, when you watch those videos, if you're not told that they're fake, you think they're real. That is this stuff. This is what keeps me up at night. I, it terrifies me and it should terrify us all. Yeah, I keep having my I'm terrified moment, but then <laughs> something else happens. And in this case, I think the ramifications were only just starting to figure this out, Carmi, because, for example, um, it's free, isn't it? So a company can generate a commercial, and instead of spending millions on photography and lighting and uh, actors and all that stuff, they can just generate it and throw some narration on it, and away you go. Yeah, that barrier for entry is significantly lower now than it's ever been before. It means that anyone can get their hands on it. That's the scary news. The the somewhat comforting news is that right now it's still somewhat feature limited. The videos are limit are only sixty seconds or less. There's no audio on them, uh, and you can still see what we call artifacting, sort of signs that you know there tells that this is AI. So it's still not perfect yet, and it still isn't going to be used by industry to mass replace humans uh, or actual production anytime soon, but uh, it's clear where the trend line is going. And the fact is we had expected to see this level of quality years from now, and here we are in early 2024, and we're seeing it already. So it means that that curve is a lot steeper than we thought it was. We are going to get to that AI horizon sooner than we originally predicted. So an analysis of traffic on X, 
the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, during the Super Bowl, reveals that apparently most of the traffic, the majority of the traffic, was bogus. Yeah, so their company called CHEQ, their job, that what they do is they monitor bots and fake users across platforms for advertisers to make sure that the folks who visit their websites when they post ads are in fact real and they aren't bots, so they don't pay for automated visits. Uh, and they took a look at a whole bunch of traffic from a bunch of different platforms in and around the Super Bowl, and they found that 75%, three quarters of all traffic that originated on X and directly traffic to an advertising site uh, was bogus. Uh, and, and they said this was significantly higher than any number they had ever seen before. Other platforms, for example, uh, TikTok, 2.8%, Facebook, 2%, Instagram, just under 1%. So the rest of the industry is in the low singles at, uh, in terms of percentage. Uh, and here you have X way up at 75%. Uh, they also analyzed data outside of the Super Bowl and, and, and X was at about 30%. So it tends to go up, uh, becomes more bogus on X during a major event. Uh, but outside of a major event, it's also significantly higher. X at 30%, everyone else still in and around 1%. So obviously X has an automation problem. It has an AI problem. It has a fake ad problem. I just add it to the list of things the company doesn't do well, especially as they've already fired all of their online safety and moderation teams. Let's stick with X for a moment. And it's always worth mentioning. Elon Musk is the guy who's in charge. He always says it's about liberty, but liberty surely has its limits because he lets absolute junk on the platform. Yeah, the Washington Post did an analysis of, of content that has been removed from other platforms. In other words, let's look at X, let's look at Facebook, let's look at TikTok and other platforms uh, and, and Meta as well, and ask them, what are they doing to remove content and are they successful at it? And they found that, that content that was already removed from, say, Facebook or Instagram or Google uh, or TikTok was, was repeatedly showing back up on X which was causing problems to all the other platforms too, um, which is bad enough. Worse, much of this content seemed to revolve around Chinese political activity. So Chinese content designed to, or Chinese focused content designed to sway the, the, the mood of those who would read it, perhaps change their vote. And of course, you know, on the one hand, you have the company signing up for this accord. On the other hand, you now have the company showing very clearly it is doing less than all of the other social media platforms to quash this kind of content. And it makes it very hard for a company like Meta to do the same on its platform. So they say one thing, they do another. And going into an election year, that is incredibly troubling. And what are your thoughts on this? I don't know if we can call it an experiment. It's just that they actually documented people's impressions. But in a senior's home in Florida, they used uh, virtual reality visors and people were able to fly planes and play with puppies and tour Rome. And they loved it. Uh, I think it's wonderful. I spent a, a good amount of time in a senior citizen's home yesterday visiting someone, and uh, we were talking about technology and how technology makes life better. And this study from Stanford shows that they put a VR headset on some, some participants, and they found that nearly 80% of them had a more positive outlook on life. 60% felt a significant reduction in feelings of social, social isolation, which is, I mean, anyone who's ever had an aging parent or an aging family member in uh, a long-term care 
motorhome knows full well, uh, you know, they would do anything to help them feel more connected, more part of a community. This is the future of senior citizen health, uh, and it starts and ends, according to Stanford University, with a headset on their heads, and I think it's wonderful. Carmi, thanks a lot. Good to have you this morning. Appreciate it, John. Thanks. Carmi Levy's our tech expert. He joins us every Tuesday morning at 6.50 for Tech Tuesday.